This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the United Soybean Board. Learn more about soybean farmer sustainability efforts in an online webinar on agripulse.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Biden administration has moved to expand a pair of national monument designations in an action that is drawing the ire of ranch groups. President Joe Biden signed a proclamation today to expand the territory of the Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante monument designations. He and other administration officials framed the move as a major step in tribal relations and conservation. Caitlin Glover with the Public Lands Council and National Cattlemen's Beef Association says the move could hurt local ranchers. The Antiquities Act, in practice, often removes uh, management options. And so when we see the Antiquities Act being used to designate such vast swaths, um, we, we see this as, as a, a pretty large assault on, on active land management. The action negates a 2017 acreage reduction from the Trump administration, which itself undid an expansion the year prior from the Obama administration. Glover says this kind of approach needs a change. You know, whether you're talking about this administration 30 by 30 conservation goal or you're looking at the level of vitriol really on all sides that accompanied uh, the, the expansion and then the, the, the consolidation of these monuments over the last uh, five or six years, the only way to create long-term durable land management is through stakeholder engagement. The Antiquities Act is the opposite of a collaborative, engaged, stakeholder-led process. Biden also restored the boundaries of another designation in the Atlantic Ocean. There's more in our story on agripulse.com. Many on Capitol Hill are chomping at the bits to begin oversight hearings and other work on the next farm bill, but Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says he's in no hurry. The nation's top ag official tells reporters Department of Agriculture staffers have plenty on their agenda as it is. I think it's good that we didn't have those hearings because we're learning uh, that there's a new reality out there. Uh, extensive drought lasting not just for months but in some cases years may inform us in terms of how to structure farm bill programs in the future. The climate discussion also may very well have an impact on The House and Senate Ag Committees commonly have hearings to study various aspects of the Farm Bill as lawmakers and staff prep the new version of the legislation. But those hearings have been slow to materialize this time around as the Farm Bill's expiration approaches in just under 24 months. By the way, USDA gained another political appointee overnight. The Senate approved Shotiel Torres Small as the Undersecretary for Rural Development by unanimous consent after a late-night vote on the debt ceiling extension. Her approval leaves only Robert Bonney and Homer Wilkes as pending USDA appointees on Capitol Hill. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Finally today, it was biofuel policy with a side of fried chicken on Capitol Hill today. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Advocates shared the value-added use of soybeans with Capitol Hill staff this afternoon by serving up chicken tenders and fries. National Biodiesel Board's Paul Winters says soybeans can be used for a variety of different things. We're providing them a a serving of chicken and fries to illustrate that uh, soybeans are fed to chickens. The fat from chickens and the used cooking oil from frying chicken can be turned into biodiesel as a one of the cleanest, lowest carbon fuels in the United States that's available today. The American Soybean Association and North American Renders Association also participated. NARA spokesperson Anna Wilkinson says the amount of greenhouse gas emission reductions from rendering 
is equal to taking 18.5 million cars off the road annually. ASA's Wendy Brannon says a lot of staff were interested in how used cooking oil can be turned into biodiesel and renewable diesel. But a lot of them don't know specifics about it, so it's an opportunity for us to have that one-on-one time with them. Even though there's a crowd out here, they really stop and listen and do learn about biodiesel and how soy is a part of that. This is the fifth year for the BioFry event. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. Visit AgriPulse.com and check out an on-demand webinar that explains how soy organizations promote U.S. farmer sustainability efforts and build global demand for U.S. soy. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.